Welcome to Women Who Sarcast. I'm Kathy Barron. Today's guest, I met her and her husband, Mike, in Santa Fe, New Mexico in 2009 when they were walking across America from California to New York. Petra Wolf has gone on a few pilgrimages, one which she met her late husband, Mike. She was an environmental engineer in Germany working on ecological products when she decided to quit her job after doing a pilgrimage and start her life path as a pilgrim. Welcome, Petra. Thank you, Cassie, for having me. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, it's quite a while ago, the walk across America. I know, I can't believe it's been 10 years since we had breakfast in Santa Fe. Yeah, and I have to correct you a little bit. It was not only across America. It was continuing from New York to Lisbon and then walking to Jerusalem. Ah, okay. So walking across America was only half of the part. So how did you and Mike decide to walk across America? Yeah, you know, the seed was um, sown in on our way to Rome when we were walking a pilgrimage from Germany to Rome. And we slept in a monastery. And you sign in and you get a stamp in your pilgrim's passport. So where you stay overnight. And the nun who signed us in in the monastery said, where are you going? Are you going to Jerusalem? And I said, no, we are going only to Rome. Uh, she says, oh, my God, Rome is only one step along the way to Jerusalem. Hmm. So there the first time the idea of Jerusalem came into our awareness and um, that we could walk to Jerusalem one day. So and then we moved to California and we met a guy in California in a lighthouse bed and breakfast at the Pacific Ocean and he had walked across America. Oh, interesting. And we met him and he talked about his walk across America. He walked from the East Coast to the West Coast. And um, that gave a spark to us to sing, you know, we had talked about, you know, doing long walks, mm-hmm. a longer walk, a longer pilgrimage than we had done before. But with him meeting him in person and talking about his experiences and so, and we met somebody really, a person who has done it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. That was the second seat, you know, for the walk. Right. So, and then one day in California, I gave walking classes in Paso Robles on the Central Coast, and they were not really well taken. I mean, not many people signed up. And Michael said one day, you know, Petro, you know, what do you think about we walk across America, and while we are on it, we walk to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do what we want to do and don't think about teaching some people here about walking. So let's walk again ourselves, you know. Right, yeah. So what is your definition of a pilgrim? Yeah, a pilgrim is a 
is a person who is on a search for something that they want to find out. Mm-hmm. For example, we wanted to find out with our pilgrimage across America and then to Jerusalem. We thought probably that it takes two years to do that. Who will we be after two years of walking? Mm-hmm. What will change have changed in our life when we keep doing that for two years? Who are we then? Well, someone with very sore feet, I would think. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> uh, because you get used to that. Oh, no, okay. you have no sore feet anymore. <laughs> Perhaps in the first one month or so, I had really sore feet. Even I had walked be- uh, before a lot. Mm. By the way, we found out other things that we didn't search for. You know, when you are a pilgrim and you're searching, you have a question, you go on this search, but there will be other answers coming to you to different questions that you didn't know mm-hmm. about. So you will get answers to things that you that are important for you that you didn't know before. Do you have an example of what you experienced like that? Yeah, so that we were becoming, on our way, walking across America, we called ourselves after a while ambassadors of dreams. Mm -hmm. Because that showed up, you know, every time we met a person, we had a flag that was written on it, you know, walking across America, or walking east from California to Jerusalem. So people met us, they said, hey, how are you doing? Wait, what are you doing here? What are you doing? Yeah, we are on a pilgrimage uh, across America and then to Jerusalem. Why are you doing this? Oh, because we wanted to see who, who we are after two years. Mm-hmm. So we started talking and then the people said, my God, I really wanted to do something like, you know, going to Europe or starting a cafe or... Uh, going to Elvis Presley's grave or what have not. So they got reminded on their own dreams that they had one day, but they had forgotten them. Right. So you were a reminder for people to follow their dreams. Yeah, that was one one big thing. And um, another thing was I found out at the end of the pilgrimage that it's not important anymore for me to walk pilgrimages. There are different form of pilgrimages. So a pilgrimage to India for the inner path. Mm-hmm. So like meditation, what are tools to discover for inner path, not the outer path, like walking across America is a, it's an outer path, also an inner path, but to go on a pilgrimage mainly focused on the inner path. Right. That was one result of this walk to Jerusalem that it's important for me, or at that time it was important to go to India. That was a result mm-hmm. out of that walk. That took place in October 2013. Michael and I decided to go for two and a half years to India on a search for the inner pass. Mm-hmm. And how was that experience? What did you find out? We found many teachers and stayed in many ashrams like monasteries to study yoga, doing Ayurvedic treatments, meeting some, quote, gurus. Mm -hmm. 
uh, learning about the Indian culture, what is really helpful to deal with life. So many things came uh, out of the pilgrimage to India. I mean, that was a really uh, intensive time, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are some stories that you can tell us um, about the people you met and the experiences you had while on the walk across America? First of all, I have to say, you know, that the people, that it's wonderful to walk in America. Mm -hmm. So many people dream to walk in Europe and go to the Camino de Santiago and they want to leave this country and go somewhere and fly somewhere because it seems to be much greener on the other side of the fence than here. Mm -hmm. And you didn't find that to be true? No, not at all. It was so wonderful to walk in the United States. The people were so friendly and I mean... It reminded me a little bit of, like they have still this spirit of, uh, you know, the, the first pilgrims in them when they walked from the west coast, from the east coast to the west coast, mm -hmm. to settle in California or in Oregon, or there was every time attention to say, you know, do you need anything, or, you know, yeah, the friendliness. Uh, I, many people invited us to stay in their house. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a little bit the opposite. They say all the time the Americans are so afraid right. of something. Mm -hmm. I mean, they let us in. They knew it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes. They let us in their house, sleeping in their house. I mm -hmm. mean, this is not being afraid. Right. That's great. That's great that you found out that those, I mean, I think for the most part, Americans are friendly and will invite you into their house. Yeah, and so um, I feel really connected with this country now. Um, you know, I'm German, um, but I never walked across Germany. My Germany is very small. Mm -hmm. You could do it easily, but um, um, walking across America, I drove across America with Michael together, and that's really a totally different experience than walking across America. Yeah, I bet. You find all these little villages and towns that nobody stops when you drive as a car. Right. And uh, we stopped in all these little places. And it was interesting that one person I know, she lives in Albuquerque, and she... Um, has relatives in Michigan, and she read the book that we wrote about encounters on the road to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, my God, you walked through Michigan town. I don't know the name of the town anymore, but it was the, a little bitty town, and we had the best blueberry pancakes <laughs> in the world. Mm -hmm. And she says, I know this restaurant, you know. That's too funny. Yeah. It is a small world for sure. And then, you know, we had people that gave us things to put in Jerusalem on the wall or take some things on our pilgrimage that we carried for them to Jerusalem. That mm -hmm. was a new experience. Hmm, that is interesting. What were some so of the that, items? Do you remember? Oh, money, prayers. And what we did was um, when we arrived in Jerusalem, we did all this prayers, all the things that we said yes to. Mm -hmm. 
we did it and um, sent them all the people a postcard to let them know that we made it. Oh, that's great. Do you keep in touch with any of those that you met on that trip? No, that's unfortunately no. Uh, I mean, we had some contact, yes, it's, it's true. But uh, over the years now, after 10 years, they, I mean, I know still you. Of course. <laughs> I met you also on this walk. Right, that's true. So what set you on the pilgrim path in the first place? Yeah, this is the special thing from a pilgrim, you know. You go on a search, but before you go on a search, you hear a loud call. So I heard one morning in my meditation in wintertime the call, now is the time, go on the walk. Mm -hmm. So everyone who who hears this call to do something, it doesn't have to be a walk or a, a walking pilgrimage, but, you know, we have these calls that we know we want to do. Like I had one time a call, I wanted to go to California, and I didn't know why I had this call. I had never been there. My English wasn't that good, but there are some calls that you hear, and then you want to follow them. So how did you get set on your path? You know, I started out in segments. Uh, I knew I wanted to, I mean, go on the walk. It was a walk from 1,500 miles to Spain from Germany. Mm -hmm. On the Camino? On the Camino that started in the town where I lived Mm -hmm. in Germany. You can walk from many places to this pilgrim's place, Santiago. When I started the first 12 days, I pretty much decided that I walk it to the end. Hmm. Now, you mentioned that you had a dream about your dad. Didn't that help with you deciding to go on a pilgrimage? Yeah, a few years before, I had a dream about my father, and he said, you know, uh, I have prepared a big inheritance for you because I was really angry about him, but he ensured me that my life, that he prepared something big for me. And I saw it first, saw it first that it is money, but then it wasn't. And it developed in the end, I made a ritual in October, 2001 and said, you know, I really would like to take on this inheritance. And after that, this call came, go on the path. Now is the time. So the call can be long time in, can be in you and growing. And I will encourage the people to say, to see that it's, it can take a while to do a thing. Sometimes it has to develop until it's the right time to do it. Mm-hmm. That's the reason that was the call. Go on the path. Now is the time. Right, right. So you were uh, an environmental engineer in Germany. Yes. And so how did your past experience as an engineer influence your decision to make a pilgrimage in the type of pilgrimage you chose? You know, when I was working as an engineer, the spiritual part, I wanted to have a spiritual part in my work. Mm -hmm. 
And I didn't have that. So I was really also on the search when I was walking the Camino. How can my life, my, my working life and everything, how I live, be more connected with the spiritual life, mm-hmm. with the spiritual path? That's the reason, one of the big reasons that I walked the Camino. I wanted to find out how I can have a bigger spiritual life. Most people think that pilgrimages are religious or spiritual in nature. So is that what pilgrimages are? I mean, can they be non-religious, non-spiritual? I read several, you know, reports or diaries from people that started walking the Camino de Santiago, for example. Mm -hmm. And they started out like a walker where they are not on a search, so they are only for the exercise there and for the changing environments and nature. But they were not on a spiritual search. Mm-hmm. But interestingly, after a while, the people are starting talking about the universe or God and because they experience something different on that pilgrimage on that walk mm-hmm. so some people morph morph into a pilgrim from a walker to a pilgrim right so they don't start out as a pilgrim yeah you don't start out as a pilgrim but you can be a pilgrim at the end mm-hmm. and that was often happen i have seen many pe- people starting the Camino. Mm-hmm. I gave seminars and workshops about the spiritual and practical preparation for the pilgrimage. So I have met some. Right. And uh, nobody comes back the same. They are, nobody can stay the same after you do the walk to Santiago. I'm pretty much sh- sure about that. Yeah. Yeah, I would think that it would be pretty intense of a, an experience. You know, the hero's journey, it's the same procedure like a pilgrimage. I hear the call, mm-hmm. I prepare for the pilgrimage, I do the pilgrimage, I go there, I walk it, or I drive there, or whatever, but I'm, I execute it. I come back, I get some new insights about my life, mm-hmm. I integrate that in my life, and I give something back to, to society. Right. So this interview, for example, is something giving back to society, mm-hmm. to you who are listening. Right. And so are you on a pilgrimage right now in your life? I'm on a, I'm on a pilgrimage, yeah. Uh, Michael died one and a half years ago, and that set me on a pilgrimage un- that I hadn't chosen. Right, right. It was a not chosen pilgrimage for me. Mm-hmm. It was a pilgrimage chosen from the universe for me. Right. So, and I'm on this pilgrimage to figure out who I am without Michael. Mm-hmm. Because we had a 24-7, 365 life together right. as pilgrims. And that was cut off all of a sudden. So I'm on this pilgrimage on the search 
who am I without Michael? Mm -hmm. And who I want to be for the next 25, 30 years that I still have to walk on this earth, Mm -hmm. not have to, but I want to walk, who I want to be. Have you realized any insights in the last year and a half while you've been on this particular pilgrimage? I really thought that this one year of grieving Mm -hmm. was really important. I was living, I wasn't working. I was living in a little round house. I'm still living in it. Really went through this one year of grieving process. And this was one of the biggest investments into myself. Mm Mm-hmm. To really go into the sadness also, you know, and and I have healed in this in the one year. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm so sure that I would not have been in this stage of my life if I had not taken this one year off. Right. Because there was after Michael died this feeling, oh my God, I have to go to work. Oh my God, I need money. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. There was so much fear in me you know one thing is when you lose somebody that you loved so much all of a sudden you are afraid you could lose other things too right all of a sudden more fear you live more in fear and i didn't want to do that but that was one big thing Mm -hmm. and then i sat back and i had I had support. I mean, I had a grief counselor. And she said, this is all normal, Petra. And one day, I wrote in my diary, the best thing for me would be one year without work. Mm -hmm. And I did it. And, you know, I can say that this is an unchosen pilgrimage. And there are many unchosen pilgrimages, you know, a major sickness like cancer or Whatever you have, you can say, oh, I don't like it. I don't want that. But it's still there. Mm-hmm. So somehow um, you have to find a way to walk with it. Right, right. So I would like to encourage uh, to see these things that come to your life more as a pilgrimage where you go on a search, how I can, what can I learn from it? Mm-hmm. What does it want to teach me? I haven't found out what kind of blessings are in there to live without Michael. I don't know if it's too early, but um, I got the sentence on Sunday. Now I'm free to become who I'm meant to be. Hmm. That's pretty powerful. Yeah, now I'm free. Even I was not felt not unfree with being with Michael. Mm-hmm. But that's who I am now. Yeah, what is the blessing or the diamond that you can find in the situation? You know, that's a pilgrim. Mm-hmm. A pilgrim is really a person. When you are on a walk, many things happen that are unexpected, and you learn to adapt to situations that you never expected before. Mm. That's what a pilgrim does, you know. 
this this is so interesting it's in our everyday life it's the same Mm-hmm. Many things are changing every day. Problems occur, and you have to solve them. And but we would like to have it all the days the same, but it's not. Right. So, in the pilgrim's mind, they are looking for this. I mean, looking for the solutions for the change. Yeah. And want to adapt to the change, and see the blessing in the change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not always easy to do. No. Especially if no. it's not something that you've chosen. Exactly. And that's the same thing like, you know, in our time, everything should be quick. Mm, yeah. Just instant, in this moment. Yeah. Instant gratification. That's the American way. Yeah. Instant. 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 And what do you learn when you walk across America? It takes time. Mm-hmm. It took you how long to walk across? 11 months. Yeah. It's not, when you see a lifetime, it's not that much, but 11 months is 11 months. Mm-hmm. So you cannot have the experiences that you, oh, some people said, why are you not flying? <laughs> I said, you know, then I wouldn't have the experience of 11 months of walking. And you couldn't say walk across America. Yeah, and... Um, <laughs> I want to encourage that some things take longer than one month, two months, three months. And my guess is it will take me three, five years Mm -hmm. to find my real new path. Well, it's hard to stay on the path and be patient. And especially if you're not, you know seeing that blessing or seeing the result yeah that's the reason that my you need a spiritual practice every day the reminder that this world is first spiritual and second material Mm -hmm. the metaphor that you get all the time when you are on the pilgrimages you get challenges Mm -hmm. they are challenges and that say oh my god i don't want to be on this path anymore my biggest challenge was on the walk to Jerusalem, I broke my leg in Italy. Oh, wow. That means, you know, a walking pilgrimage is over. Mm-hmm. As a pilgrim, you, you do your vows. You say, I'm, I'm on the walk to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. So that's the vow. And now the situation changed. So you have to adapt to the situation. How you want to arrive now in Jerusalem? Right. So you still get there. It's just in yeah. a different way. Yeah, we got there. We 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 changed our plans. We adapted to the situation, but we finished the pilgrimage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, when I see my whole life as a pilgrimage, I want to finish my pilgrimage to my death. Mm-hmm. And my death is whenever it is, but I had planned to walk with Mike for a long time. So we walked only 15 years. I say still only. Some people say my 15 years is quite a while. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect that, that he um, died. Right. So when you think of all the pilgrimages that you've done, What are some of the most memorable and life-changing moments that you've had? 
Yeah, first, the first pilgrimage sure was my life-changing moment that I met Michael and we got married and we shared our life for 15 years. That was a really life-changing moment. Mm -hmm. And a pilgrimage doesn't have to be, like you said, anything huge as far as like walking the Camino or walking to Jerusalem or walking to Rome. It could be like finding a new job or a new place to live. Yeah, but you can uh, say... What kind of tools I want to use for my search? Mm -hmm. You know, a walking pilgrimage is certainly a tool. Like meditation is a tool mm -hmm. for the inner path. And a walking pilgrimage can help you to find things that you didn't know before about yourself. Mm -hmm. Like meditation can too. Right. The encouragement is like, Take the first step when the call is coming and then trust that the next step will come. You cannot know the end. Mm -hmm. And this is something what people, they want to know something that they don't know. Right. So I want to encourage to do something that you don't know. And you'll be a different person and you'll be able to share that experience with others. Yes. All right. So everybody out there, take the first step, whatever that is for you. And Petra, thank Here's you. Here's a call. Here's a call. That's right. Hear the call and take the first step. But hearing the call is not that easy either because if you are too busy, the call cannot come in. Hmm. You know, if you are too busy with social media and if you not take your time alone, being with, you know, unplugged, mm -hmm. um, then the call cannot come in. Right. You need you need to have some practice to hear these calls, and you will see if it's a really deep heart call, deep from the heart. I gave one time a slideshow in Germany. It was called, "Here's a call. Follow your heart." The call comes from your heart. Yeah, I totally believe deep, that. Yeah. It's a deep wish. It's a deep longing for that you would feel more complete in your being. Mm -hmm. Or you would more express your being who you really are. Oh, like a pilgrim, I'm open for any new idea. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm taking my steps and I have done a few steps and um, I don't know which steps are around the corner a few I have planned but you know anything can happen but you yeah. keep on that path even even with saying that you know challenges are going to happen but you still continue on your path yeah and there will be these challenges yeah. yeah I know that and it was much easier to take these challenges with Michael on my side. But I know he's still on the side, but even not in person. And that I forget sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I have some reminders that help me to remember. Well, I think this is very inspirational. And I want to thank you for again for being on the show. And encourage everyone to listen to the call and take that first step 
and just kind of follow your path. Look for people that support you on that path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Petra. Thank you, Kathy, for having me and the chance to be give something back, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for listening to Women Who Sarcast. Show music provided by Mike Imbasciani. You can find him at mikeimbasciani.com. Thank you.